I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Gene Kirsch. He is a runner, biker, uh, grew up in New Mexico, and really excited to talk to him. So thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks, Seb. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So my first question is, how did you get into running? Well, I had always, um, I, I, had, I knew I liked running from a fairly early age. I remember even when I was in elementary school running, um, just jogging around the block, you know, I, I, I do that once in a while. I, I just, I had that, I knew I kind of liked that feeling. And then, then as I got into going to school, we did the presidential test, presidential fitness test, which a lot of kids did in the seventies and sixties. And well, I guess they still do it, but we did that. And I realized that, oh, wow, the, the 600, I kind of, I kind of liked that in a way, and it was one where I could be, uh, you know, maybe not the top person, but up near the top. And so it kind of sparked an interest, and I kind of felt like I had some endurance, and I, and I enjoyed that. I didn't, it didn't, um, you know, it hurt while you're doing it, but it made me feel good afterwards. So um, I had that in the back of my mind. And we liked tramping around in the in the hills around Raton and hiking and and doing stuff like that. And we it was really a free a good place to grow up looking back on a small town and be able to get out to the hills um, easily. And then I, I ran, uh, I ran in junior high and high school. And um, that's how, how I got into running. And, and one thing that happened to me in high school was um, when I was like a junior and, you know, like typical small towns, um, or I think typical small towns in Northern Mexico, we all kids played more than one sport. And, you know, so we are really in Raton, there was no cross country or obviously no indoor, but, you know, so a lot of kids played football in the fall and then ran track in the spring. And the track was, you know, it was fairly looking back on a very minimal training. Most of it was on the cinders doing intervals and things like that and very little uh, road work. And because we really didn't have the shoes for that anyway, that was running in, in Converse All-Stars and then using the spikes on the track to do your workouts. Wow. Um, but there was a, I had a mentor when I was a junior uh, that, that I met and I knew his brother from sports, but um, I'll say his name, Greg Starkovich. And he was, um, you know, still is a good, I still talk to him. He's, he's, he's done some uh, coaching up at wet up at Pueblo West and in, in track. And, and he had, he just kind of took me under his wing a little bit because he, um, he was working in Raton, but he had been, a college athlete at Adams State, and had actually been a all American pole vaulter at Adams State. Wow! And so that just really captivated me because he'd tell me about Adams State. He'd tell me about Coach Jovi Hill, and how you know he he told me some funny stories that they'd go out to the sand dunes out there and just run miles with just their jocks on, you know, and just <laughs> <laughs> just like you know, uh, just do stuff like that. And and he told me about going to meets, and he, he was a accomplished pole vaulter which was kind of you know it was a credit to his athletic ability growing up in a small place like Raton we didn't have a lot of uh, facilities so he took me under his wing and and made me get a little more serious about it. he'd give me some ideas he'd take me out we'd go run some up on the there's a place called Johnson's Mesa Johnson Mesa east of Raton and we'd go up there and and run and he'd you know like I said, was a mentor to me. So that made me um, excited to run. And, and I set some goals for myself to, um, to do, as, do the best I could uh, running track. And, and so, so that's what I did. And I uh, it really brought on a lifelong love of, uh, of running for me. And, and that's what I've told him before, because it's like, it's not, you know, it wasn't just, oh, I, you know, made it to the state meet or whatever. And that's the end of my running career. But it's something that even in my 60s now that I still enjoy running and um it's uh that i think is the gift that we all look for so that's how i really the other thing i will mention just that uh you know really was part of the running boom in the 70s so it was it was still kind of odd up in colfax county to see someone running but it was uh it, you'd see it once in a while the, the boxing the boxers we had a boxing team in town and those guys would be out there running but you didn't see a lot of people running 
Um, but I did have the chance in 1976 to meet Frank Shorter, which was kind of crazy. Um, and we just had um, someone, he was visiting someone in town because Frank Shorter did have some New Mexico connections and he trained in Taos. And, but he was, for some reason, he's in Raton with some, some relations, maybe of his wife or whatever, but they, you know, typical small town, they, someone called me up right away and says, hey, do you want to come down and meet Frank Shorter? I said, yeah. So went over there and talked to him and he's very gracious. And, and I, I was, you know, I knew he was a, I wasn't a, a, a real student of the sport per se, but I knew that he was a multi-Olympian and, uh, and it, it really had an impact on me. That's, that's amazing. I mean, to, like you said, I mean, to just be in, in Raton and, there's Frank Shorter. And, and like you said, I mean, it's, I mean, such small town thing. Like I've got this famous runner here. I know a runner. I'm going to call him to see like, Hey, you want to meet him? And, and I can't, I can't imagine, you know, know. what that experience was like for you. Yeah. You know, was, at uh, that time. I was, I was in awe. I was in awe. And you think about it now, I don't know if that would happen as easily now, if you had some Olympians say, Hey, you want some random person to come and meet you? They might not be so happy to do that but uh absolutely well but half of them are on you know social media anyway and so you have this this access to them um the ones that you know are are back and forth with that you wouldn't have you know at any other time which then itself is is fascinating but i mean yeah i can't imagine like you said i mean to, to have someone coming from a small town like raton with that hasn't necessarily produced a ton of runners and no. was new at that time to be able to have someone there that had been a part of a, a an amazing program at Adam State to be able to have the opportunity to meet this Olympic you know athlete runner um, I, I can see how that kind of helps continue that that spark and love for for running at that time right it really did and um, it was you know it it was just, I found it was the best, you know, I wish I would have, that's probably what I should have been doing is running in the fall instead of playing football. But, you know, it was just kind of a, that was, that was fun too. So we had, yeah. I don't I think I ran for a couple of years at a, at a, at a D3 school. And it was just like a, really just a, I'd say a club. It was more, <laughs> of, a, it was more of a club. Sometimes the coach, they just give us a car and say, drive. It was in Texas, you know, drive to Abilene and run, run this. And, but it was, that still was, uh, it was pretty, it was like 13 guys on the team and um, we had a good time, but like I said, it was no, no real pressure and it really was basically a club. So what was that like kind of going into that, that cross country team environment when you hadn't really experienced that? I mean, you had the track, but like you said, you did a lot of your runs well, on the cinders. Yeah. Well, excuse me, Seb, it wasn't, it wasn't cross country. It was just track. Oh, okay. They, they, yeah. They didn't have track either. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it was just, it was just cross country. It was just a track. Excuse me. Got track. it. Okay. It, it was, it was, it was a good, the, the one experience I'll say about that, that was kind of funny was that, uh, you know, like I said, D3, it was, you know, very low key, but our coach, his, this guy named Clyde Gloss, and he'd, he'd been a fantastic sprinter and he'd won the open at the Texas relays. This would have been in the early seventies. And he played a little football for the Buffalo bills. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So, but he was, and he, he, he got us into the Texas relays, <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious in the d distance medley. So uh, it was, of course, a disaster, but <laughs> I knew it right away. Cause we thought, what are we doing here? But he got us, he got us in here. So, I, you know, but that was, um, that I wouldn't say it's a claim to fame, but it was like, it was probably, <laughs> it was, it was a big time meet and we were like, you know, just awful but we did it so <laughs> yeah i mean the texas relays have always been a a, a pretty big a meet so that for a d3 school to get in there um that's pretty amazing <laughs> it was because it was because of the coach he had sway but you know there's so <laughs> that and then uh you know i um i kept running and i came back to unm to finish my degree and um just running's always been my my place you know my happy place and uh the big events in my life when i think about uh marriages births of my kids funerals i, I seem like i've always 
run around on those days and not in a you know just because it means it's so emotional to me and uh it's a way for me to to connect so and i've just stayed with it right i think you know a lot of people use that running to kind of i don't i don't think escape is the right word you know almost meditative to kind of think through everything and you know because you're not you're not out there just thinking about nothing your mind is going whether you have music on anything like the mind is just constantly going while you're running and i, I think it's a great great way to kind of decompress things and think about things and so it makes sense to me you would do it on those important days uh, just one more thing i'll say about growing up north it's like the and i think you probably know this is that the weather is just when these these track meets and i mean you, you go to clayton for a track meet and <laughs> you know in april it, it's dicey you know it could be bad weather wind cold always you know, not, not not good running not good running weather no oh always wind i and like you said i mean snow we we oh, had to clear snow off tracks it uh yeah i i mean I grew up up north in Las Vegas, and it's it's. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> there is a there are the weather in in the springtime. I mean, people here in Albuquerque complain about the wind, but oh man, up north it just. And I, I guess I, as, yeah. as I say that, I kind of like okay. Well, what the look at Alamosa, but I guess the difference is in a high school situation, you're doing like you know, you just have a few weeks really to compete right yeah yeah it's uh, i mean yeah alamosa was cold too um <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's uh it's different and i mean you talk about going and running up in the hills in raton and i mean for anybody that hasn't been there i mean there is some big hills if you want to hit them and there's some amazing places I, I never um ran there myself but uh you know I've, I've had family friends that lived out there and my dad went a oh one year to do a christmas eve race out there and it was a nighttime one mm -hmm. and they ran out like through main street and then up i think it was like up the big one of the big mountains there and like back down and that was oh i i mean i was still tiny i just remember being mad i was like can we go home <laughs> yeah we drove two hours for this yeah you probably yeah. drove they probably ran up goat hill where the star is and the name the raton is not yeah i'm that i almost positive that's what it was right but great place and that that's another memory from 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 raton is having uh there'd be road races you know there was road races around then there'd be road races in cimarron and maxwell and i went down there did a few raton had a few and but there was one they i still have the little little trophy but it was like it was the raton marathon in 1976 and it was yeah i know you never heard of that oh, one did you say no <laughs> well let me finish the story so it was it was called the raton marathon and that's what's on the little the, the trophies or whatever but it was a point to point so they drove us out you drove out to sugary canyon which is outside of town where there's a lake up there lake maloya and ran into town but it was it was a little less than 10 miles <laughs> <laughs> but they called it the marathon so i thought that was even then and even then i knew that was kind of that was kind of funny but that's uh, <laughs> that's my story yeah <laughs> oh it's it's like the uh you know here you hear people saying like oh how long was your marathon oh you did a 5k marathon like <laughs> Well, they, they they know you're running so have you done a marathon have you done a marathon yeah yeah <laughs> oh man that's hilarious that is that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny a 10 mile marathon that sounds great <laughs> yeah uh so you know was there any point where you know i mean you got into it in in middle school high school you talked about is there any point that you took any breaks from running or have you been you know kind of consistently doing this your whole life well i'd say I, I have been doing it consistently my whole life but i did take breaks because i did um there was a time 
when when I came to Albuquerque, I, I played rugby for about eight years, but I kept running because I'd run, but maybe only four or five miles at a time. But the rugby was quite strenuous training. And, you know, it was a club team in town. And um, so that was a break from real diligent running. And then I also did some bike racing. So that kind of took uh, took uh, took me away from running, but it's still the endurance. Right. And then, I, like I said, I've done the quad. I did the quad about 10 times. So that was a lot of training there, but it, but it was focused around the running. So for me personally, I feel like I've had some problems with my, you know, you know, people always tell you, well, not, not everybody, but some, <laughs> they see you run, oh, you're going to wear your knees out. You're going to wear your knees out. Right. And, and there's probably some truth to that. But, um, oh, having said that, though, I have relations that have never run and have artificial knees. So, right. but, <laughs> but I think the, I think the break of the, the cycling um so i didn't run continuously the whole time because the cycling would uh i i would i did a lot of that as well and i still do but i do notice if you do more you know the specificity matters if you you know you can bike a lot but then if you don't run you're not going to improve as run as a runner right and i do want to talk a little bit about about the cycling but i'm really curious about the the rugby stuff. How did you get into rugby? Yeah, the, the rugby, and, and it's it, it's curious. I mean, I've listened to some of your podcasts, and I did listen. Well, I'll I'll talk about Andy because uh, if you don't mind, because I absolutely, uh, you know, I I heard that podcast you did with Andy, and I've I've heard some of your other ones too. Um, but rugby, my brother had played some rugby down in at the University of Wyoming, and then at New Mexico State, and so when I came to town. I came to Albuquerque in January 79 and uh, I lived, I, I rented a place over, I was renting this a place over by the go North Golf Course. So right away I saw, oh, people run there. So I started running there and I saw this guy over there, this older guy, he's probably, my, he's probably in his sixties like me, he seemed really old. <laughs> he, I, he had his little, he had his little rugby outfit on with the little, with the knee high socks and everything. And I was like, I started talking to him and so. I said, oh, my brother's played some. He said, oh, well, come on out and in the summer. It was come on out and play touch. They play touch where they, you know, you, you're passing the ball around instead of tackling, you're touching. So I went out there and started playing with those guys and um, really, you know, stuck with it. And um, it's, a, it's such a beautiful game. It's similar to soccer, you know, and you have more flexibility. You don't, you don't, you know, a lot of those guys are huge but there but you there's a place for everybody you can be small and still play and, and uh, endurance is valued because in a rugby game you don't come out unless there's an injury so or unless someone fakes an injury to, to get out to put someone else in but so you're kind of in there so what you notice is what it, you know for the rugby which again was not at a super high level it's it was we played like santa fe el paso uh we'd go up to denver uh socorro had a team so you had to travel a lot. We'd go to Phoenix, but what you find out is if you're the guy, the guy across from you might be faster than you for the first 20 minutes, but then in the, after, you know, 40, 45 minutes, it's different. Who's got the endurance. So I started playing that and really enjoying it. And before I ramble too much about that, but, oh, I had a few injuries and I, and about that time, I'm thinking I'm going to, I played about eight years, but about two years before I quit playing, we were kind of at a low this is Albuquerque Yardvarks. They, our team wasn't as good as it had been in the past. And who showed up but Andy Murray? <laughs> and Andy Murray, some of you may know, is a coach. And I hope he doesn't. I see him once in a while. I hope he doesn't chide me for telling stories about him. But I'll go ahead and take my chances. Um, that you know, he he comes out and he had met some of the Albu some of the Albuquerque players when they were on Albuquerque and Santa Fe. It was kind of a team. They all knew each other uh, when they were touring uh, in England. So. Andy shows up and man, what a guy. He just, he was, and this would, this would have been in the mid, this was in the mid to late, late eighties. And he was so fit and so knowledgeable about the game because all, most all of us had uh, just had been football players or something or soccer players. And he had grown up with rugby. So, you know, he knew it so well and I'm sure he was shaking his head a lot, but he, uh, <laughs> he really, um, he was such an uh, inspiration to that team. There were other good players as well, but he was just a great player. And at practice, he was so determined and fitness. He was very focused on fitness. And he knew that, you know, you had to have the fitness. So Andy was 
Andy was amazing and still is. He absolutely is. And I, and I appreciate that, that little story on him because I, like you said, I had him on the podcast and I, I think he is just, I mean, he has so much knowledge of just, like you said, just fitness, running, rugby, you know, he, he even mentioned he kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. But I think he's, I, I mean, I really look up to him and I think, you know, he, he doesn't like to brag on himself. He doesn't think that he, he measures up to some of these other people. And I, I just, I, I completely disagree. I think he's fantastic. And I think he has a ton to offer in, in anything that he's a part of rugby, cross country, coaching, teaching everything. And so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a top notch, top notch guy. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, getting into cycling and was that just another kind of fitness thing that you, that you I got into cycling? Or? Well, it's like, um, when I met my wife, we didn't have cars. We both go to UNM and we didn't have cars. We just had bicycles. And so, you know, we were rider. So I used bike as a transportation, like a lot of people did. And, um, I liked riding a bike, but I never thought of it as exercise. It's like, oh, I go to the gym or I'm going to go run or I'm going to go do rugby practice or something. But then my first son was born in 89. And so, you know, I remember bringing, bringing him out to the rugby field and stuff. And I, and I realized that I wasn't going to play rugby anymore because it did take a lot of time because you had Tuesday, Thursday practice and it was always this travel. And so and plus the chances of getting hurt. and all. This. So um, my wife actually bought me a racing bike. So, so she, she bought me be my first decent racing bike. Cause I, I know I needed some, something else to, to get that competitive, um, desire out. So started doing just a uh, local, uh, stuff in town, you know, with the time trials out on the West side. And then they used to have these where really I got into bike racing. They used to, there used to be a place called San Gabriel park. And that was where the net, the, um, Aquat the where the butterflies are. <laughs> oh, the aquarium. The botanical gardens. Botanical gardens aquarium. Botanical garden. Well, inside there, there was a loop, and that's where people did these criteriums, which is a criterium you go for a set amount of time. They'll say, okay, uh, for your you're gonna go uh 40 minutes plus five laps. You'd go 40 minutes, then you have then you'd have five laps, and they do these things called preems. Um you know, try to get people so they just lay back all the time. So you could, you know, they'd have a preem. So then they'd ring the bell. And it's like a bell lap. And whoever came in first would win like a water bottle or something. You know? <laughs> crazy. So I started doing that, started bike racing and, and did that um, for quite a while. And then again, the kids started getting older. And this all fits into working running into your life. So the kids started <laughs> getting older. And then, then they started, uh, you know, I was dragging them to these bike races, which at first I thought it was cool, but then realized it wasn't cool because they'd see you with the mom and everything. Then you go ride for a couple hours and you come back and, you know, and then pretty soon they started playing soccer. And I, so I quit doing the bike racing as much because it, you know, it was folk, you know, it, the focus was on, on their activities. So then I started doing more, um, you know, biking some, but then running because running is such a, and then with work and kids and trying to balance a family, and you know, running is so beautiful in that way because you can get such a good workout in a short amount of time. Whereas right. biking, the more you do, it's just almost like it's it's insatiable. The more you do, you just you have to keep you just have to keep doing more and more, and it's so time consuming. But with running, it's still time consuming, but not like that. Right, right. With I mean, with running, there's only so much you can do before you know your your muscles, your legs, everything kind of starts you know it's you're you're not making gains anymore and you push yeah. yourself into injury and i i you know i don't i'm haven't done biking to this extent you have mostly you know for transportation or maybe some cross training but even just that i mean it's easy for me to kind of be like oh well i'm going up and now i can just kind of coast down and there's a little right. bit more of that like downtime <laughs> not so much with the running Right. But there's a lot of times to, you know, biking is a very, it's a very, you know, especially the high level. I never raced at a high level, but the, you know, it's just, it can be very painful, but there's also places to hide. You can hide, you can rest a lot, you know, um, but it's hard to. Right. So you talked about your son's 
kind of getting older uh, and starting out with soccer, I know that they that they run now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I one of them at least at a at a pretty high level, and so obviously you've been very active. You you talked a little bit before we started talking about your your wife being active um, as well that she was a runner. Was she doing some of this bike stuff as well? Yes, she did some bike racing as well. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you're. Yeah, obviously you guys are both very, very active. Did your boys coming into soccer and running, did that just kind of come naturally from watching you guys or did, or did you guys kind of push them a little bit into um, sports? You know, I, I think we we pushed them. They, they, bought, they played soccer and they played Little League Baseball, you know, as the little as little guys. And I never pushed them in running, but I will I, – it was so we were taking them you know they were going to to the meets i mean not the meets they were going to the road races and they were going to the events we were doing so it was very natural to them and and i never really thought about it much till my uh my older son got married recently and and his his wife went with us and crewed on in 2019, we crewed my younger son at the Western States 100 out, out in California. And so she in crewing is a real, you know, it's crazy out there because it's a hundred mile race and you're going to all these different places and, and you're seeing all this carnage, these people, you know, <laughs> ro- ro- running and stuff. And, and she was just amazed because she, see her family, she hadn't grown up like that. She hadn't grown up going to events. Right. And so for us, it was like second nature. So I wouldn't say I didn't, I didn't push them, but I did, uh, I always wanted them to be in sports and they like sports and you know they my my older son played he played baseball in, in high school and, and did real well in baseball and then my my younger son he played club soccer all through middle school high school and then played you know high school soccer and I would just see him out there I wanted him to run I wanted him to run I didn't put him on I'd see him out there running and I'd say man he's a runner and then you'd, <laughs> then you'd hear some you'd hear some parent yelling at the ref about offsides and stuff and it's like i think it man I, it makes me think about running is so beautiful it's such a democratic uh sport because there's no in the most part there's no blaming the officials there's no oh that person was offsides or or telling the coach my kid didn't get to play enough or whatever it's all on the time and it's so beautiful in that way uh so he finally did go out for track when he's a junior in high school and he, he did real well and then he ended up running um he ran at the university of portland and he ran uh his last year at georgetown and now he's um he's a sponsored athlete by terex and he does he does uh trail runs so i i didn't i can't say i really pushed him hard because i didn't i didn't make him do I, I think i did one time i put him in a 50 yard dash at one of these little kid meets or something but i, I didn't push him into running that's great. I mean, I think that's the way it should be, but uh, I can I can hear it in your voice and 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 see it on your face. I mean, you must have been so excited when he when he took up the running and and continued it to I mean to the level he's at now. Yeah, he ran for it was a you know ran for Sandia Prep, so it was a D it was a D three school, small school, but he did he did real well, and they had some other they had another really good runner that year. Um, um, Bronson Duran, who's a very good who's a very good runner and ran at Stanford a little bit. So they uh, he I'm glad he t- I'm glad he took it up. He thanks me for that, and I didn't. Uh, but I'm glad I'm, I'm glad in a way I didn't put him in to some program when he was in fourth or fifth grade because I think some of those kids do burn out. He wanted to play soccer, and club soccer was quite a lift. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, you find yourself in phoenix for thanksgiving you're going what how did this happen (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i agree i think i think there's a lot to be said for for kids sports for sure uh sometimes at the club level you know especially with with soccer you know i see it more often but i mean basketball all this stuff i mean it can it can be it gets really intense really quickly right there's all this the idea that they're all that a lot of them are going to get scholarships and you know there's that carrot out there and it just pulls the parents along as well yeah, exactly exactly that that's the perfect way to say it and 
there's only so many scholarships out there. <laughs> right. Um, but that that's fantastic. And it's it's awesome to see um you know that you you have a as a family kind of brought this in and and to be able to see your kids kind of continue this active lifestyle um must make you feel good as well not not just necessarily that you have a you know a son that's a sponsored athlete like that's i mean that's obviously a proud moment but just carrying that healthy lifestyle carrying that activity into their adulthood um after kind of you know showing that i mean again that must just feel good oh it does feel good i just you know they it's kind of like a real a well-rounded person it's you know physically and mentally you know you have to have both and uh they, they both love it yeah so yeah i mean to be able to run thanksgiving and do a five mile run with both of them is just you know that was a great gift so i'm glad they enjoy it they they just um you know i don't apologize for it because <laughs> you know, i didn't i didn't push him into it and um it, it's kind of foreign to a lot of people but i think it's uh the activity moving your body so so important right well i think you know talking through all this it's it's awesome to hear that you've kind of continued this throughout you know from from high school into like you said your 60s i mean that's no small feet i mean it's easy for people to get burnt out and <laughs> get tired uh injury setbacks obviously um and i mean i guess would you say that you know do doing some of those other sports doing the rugby doing the cycling kind of helped keep you mentally fresh and excited about running i think so i think it, it does uh, you know the rugby was fun because there's a lot of camaraderie in it uh, I don't think it really, you know, those are probably the years I should have been running more, just straight <laughs> up, just straight up running. But I, I but I can't, I can't. Uh, you know, we we made some great friends through rugby, and it was a, it's such a, it's a, just a crazy. It's a such a fun sport because they go out there, you you play hard, but then afterward, everybody has a big party and everybody's happy. And um, so, but I think the cycling does keep your legs a little fresher. Sometimes when I'm on on the bike, you know, you wish you were running, and when you're running, you maybe wish you were biking. <laughs> but if I had to pick one, it would be running. It, and now that I've gotten older, I realize I can't I can't run every single day. And that's what you start to realize when you know as you age. And that's one thing where I I like those trail runs because they're an adventure, and you know you're out there for a long time, or I'm out there for a long time, and so that's fantastic in its own way but training for those for me anyway for i've done a few 50 milers and and about eight 50 k's you're out there you're training so long that i realized my leg as i got older my legs were always tired so my legs were just always i felt like i was always trashed and um definitely not getting any faster you felt like you're getting slower and so that got me excited to to run you know still running on the dirt some but then trying to have these goals to run a specific time you know and and do that so that that kept it fresh for me and that's that i feel like that's where i'm at, am now and see and i love that too like experimenting with different things and and jumping into trail runs and doing 50 milers and 50 k's is amazing and then now you know even getting a little bit older you're still out there like well how fast can i be at this age which is fantastic i mean yeah. you you were at the duke city marathon you ran the 5k and i think you were i mean seconds away from breaking 20 minutes yeah <laughs> it was it was it was it was good though because it was good the i did um i did three five i did three trail runs this year and i did three 5k so i feel pretty happy i was able to get six races in this year and the duke city i wanted to go under i wanted to get that 1959 and i got 20 20 20 minutes in one second and then the a guy i know lon waters if you're listening hey lon but i've run with him quite a bit and i know him pretty well and he we ran like we talked before the race and he's 60. he just turned 60. i'm 64 so and he beat me by a second he ran 20 flat so we were joking probably the only time worse than 20 minutes in one second is 20 flat <laughs> but then i know he'll he'll do it he'll 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 do it he's so i ran with him the whole way we were like pushing each other helping each other and um 
So yeah, I thought, but bottom line, I didn't even win my age group. I ran yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know what that's like. <laughs> Sometimes I, you I, think it's going to get easier and it doesn't get that much easier. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a master's runner now in my forties and the amount of really good 40 year olds in Albuquerque right now is, uh, <laughs> it's a stacked age group. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's just, um, but, but it is fun to go out there and you, you know, you wouldn't go that hard on your own and, uh, just to have these goals and, you know try to try to run 630 pace and i think you were you were you were the group that blew bias at the beginning i thought where'd they come from but <laughs> yeah yeah I, I had a run with uh kyle fastwolf who's the coach at la cueva and um i couldn't find him at the start so i kind of started but i was kind of looking around for him and then he caught up so we kind of went out and then and then he ran away from me and I thought to myself, gee, I should have started off slower. Those guys just went right by us. <laughs> uh, um, and that, I mean, that's just sounds fun. I mean, I, you know, I met you, I mean, purely by accident. I had gone down to Highlands, uh, the Highland track to do a workout mm -hmm. and you were out there working out and we, we ended up talking and I was just so fascinated again. I mean, you're, you're, you were out there doing doing track work and and trying out some new shoes and right. i i just uh you know does that keep you excited like doing little stuff like that like the track work i mean what it is does. that the like? track i like going to the track and um um you know it's hard to get over there you know you can't go when school's on but i i'll do some of the stuff on the street but it's always fun to go to the track and it's uh it just kind of what a, what still surprises me is even if older older age and obviously run you know running slower um that just doing a little bit of speed work man it pays dividends it you'll find yourself you know getting fast for what for me anyway you'll find yourself getting a little bit faster so that that's kind of interesting instead of just going out and um you know running you know thinking you have to run you know 10 miles every couple days trying to get ready for some big trail run then realize well you can you can improve your speed by doing doing some 200s and doing some 400s and and it it all you know really makes sense that's that's awesome and what about you know as far as you know you talked a little bit about it you know you can't be on your legs that much but you know what does recovery look like for you at, at your age it's it's harder for me i think it probably varies by person but you know getting close to um 64 and it's just like it takes it takes longer uh you can't go hard every day i have started doing i do it on a phone but we do yoga in the morning i think the yoga's really helped me i wish i would have done that a lot earlier because i'm by nature i'm not very flexible i'll get in the pool and do some running in the pool but it just and and just sleeping a lot you know going to bed earlier <laughs> <laughs> you know going to bed earlier and of course it helps you know you don't you know you, you're not if you have the time but your legs just don't they don't you just don't recover and then then it's nice to when they do recover your legs they you know you feel better whereas if you don't if i don't give myself a chance then um this doesn't feel good yeah <laughs> just more time and and watching what you you know watching what you eat and uh those those little those things seem like it makes it a bigger difference as i've gotten older and I, and that's what i've heard before it's and it's you know it's just changing the little things and being a little bit more aware of your limitations uh, but i i think that's important because i mean i know i want to be out there <laughs> as i get like I, I took a long break and and now i'm at this point where i i don't ever want to take a break like that again yeah, it's funny if you say that, Seb, because it's at 60, when the 60s, it, that's what I feel like if if I take too many days off or for traveling or something or, uh, man, it takes it takes a lot to get it back. And um, so I think the consistency and what I'm trying to do, I was talking to my son about that, trying to, I think what I need to do is, you know, every a couple times a week or maybe a couple times every 10 days, do something pretty fast. Because if you don't, you're really going to lose it. I think that's kind of a for me it's a maybe something that a lot of people don't know don't know about 
I think it's maybe a dirty little secret about training is that it's hard to you work really hard to get the fitness, but it, you can lose it. It seems like you lose it easier. You can lose it quicker than you get it. <laughs> you know, you can go away and just like you know, work so hard for it, but it'll it'll if you don't stay on top of it, you'll you know not you know. Then there's the other side of it where you feel like you don't want to be like, oh, if I miss one day, everything's going to go bad, and that's not true either. Right, right. There's 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 that balance, you know, and it's it's not going to kill you to miss a day. Um, I love to run every day. Talked about it a couple of weeks ago with a get with another guest but at the same time you know I've, I've coming to terms with the fact that you know again it's one day isn't going to kill you two days isn't going to kill you three days it's going to start getting harder and again all this is relative to where your abilities are at and your age and all that stuff but you know being aware of of your body like you're talking about and and knowing what's what's going to work for you and what's going to be beneficial um because if you if you try to burn the candle too hot too quick i mean that's you're gonna you're gonna get injured you're, you're gonna be further away and like you said it's gonna take that much longer to get back to to where you are at this moment so true and not getting injured that's the big thing you know not you know trying not to get injured because that's you know you can be running at the track it's happened to me and it's just like i have a tendency to, you pull a calf and when i pull a calf it's like it's weeks right when you you had mentioned uh being on a bike ride you and your wife and and getting into an accident mm -hmm. um and so how long you know what happened that was, how long did that that was pretty that was pretty um i won't say life changing it was a big it was a big deal because i was we was on mother's day on 20 uh 2017 no 20 2019 let me try it again because it was before the senior it was before the scene the national senior olympics were here and right. i was really i had been trained i was really i was gonna do the 5k and the 10k and i was really i felt really good and um but we went for a bike ride on mother's day and we were on the bike path and uh, uh it was very crowded and we were coming down that tunnel by montano going south on the bosky yeah went south on the bosky trail and come through that tunnel of montano and this kid was in the other was in the was on the wrong side of the the lane and i i smacked right into him and uh i took a piece of my finger off a little piece of my finger came off and i broke eight ribs and had a partially collapsed lung wow. and my wife was behind me and she broke her elbow so wow. it, we, we were messed up and so that was you know, it's a couple of guys I knew that are riders, they came by and they helped us right away. And um, I was in the intensive care for a couple of days and like she had to have surgery on her on her elbow. And I guess the only reason I go into that is that it's it was a real. Um, you know, I was in the hospital and my heart rates at like 38. I was really fit, you know, <laughs> and there I kept having to adjust the monitor. So, no, that's OK. That's what it does. And I was just it was it just shows you how everything can change so fast and you know our kids came out and helped us because we were both messed up and um and i guess uh, just be to be grateful to be grateful for what you can do because it took a long time to come back from that because you know it's just and then it took a long time to get over the ptsd too boy when i ride on the bike path just seeing people i was kind of like yeah. <laughs> i'm sure yeah so that was kind of a traumatic thing but it could have been worse but um we're okay now and it just another another one of those things that makes you say hey i need to be grateful for whatever i can do yeah absolutely i mean like you said again i can <laughs> wow that that does not sound pleasant and and i can i can imagine how you know like you said having some ptsd from it and, and being worried you know seeing someone coming around or if you're coming yeah. around like a blind corner and and just being a little bit like you know <laughs> Got to got to slow down. Got to make sure no nobody's coming. And, and that's a great benefit of of um, of running. You know, I mean, it's hard, but you're not the, the cycling is. You know, and I don't. It's just it can be dangerous with cars and stuff like that. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, what is it meant for you to to have a partner in in your wife that partakes in in all of these adventures with you? You know, through 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 all of this. 
Yeah, it, it means the world because she's we have the same interests and she's you know she understands that she's been um you know she she understands that that oh yeah that's important that's an important thing to go run it's not like you're, you're wasting time it's important to you so she's been very supportive and it, it's great to be active and i'm glad i'm glad i uh, married someone like that because you have you share the same interest and it's a it's a lifestyle and um it just makes you better and you know it's it's just a great thing so it means it means a lot to me to have that that's awesome that's great you know we've we've kind of talked a little bit around it a, a bit and it's uh it's fascinating to me you know again like you started when you were younger and you've kind of continued through it and you've, you've done some of these other sports and, and been active but it seems through all of this there's this competitive component to it it w would it be fair to say that you're a competitive person I, I think it would be fair to say that it's um yeah i guess it is because i still i still enjoy going to races i still enjoy you know i did six of them this year which not that many it's a lot more than i did a lot the year before but it's uh i still enjoy do it I, doing it i don't um you know that feeling where you're thinking why am i here what you know a little bit of that maybe sometimes but um you know i enjoy doing it and um competitive it's um kind of competitive with yourself because you realize that you know i'm not gonna i'm not getting any faster and um so you just that's where having those time goals and being and pushing for something because i so i guess i do have that in me where i want to push for something instead of just going out and running um slow for me i want to go out and, and push it at times so i know it sounds a little weird i don't know why i have that <laughs> but um because it's not like i'm going to win anything and that really got you know when i went to the to see those nationals up in in 2018 those there were some really fast you know they had some i think some of the 60 year olds went under under um under 19 for sure wow. you know, on the track they were 18 something so you realize man you're way back and and but it was still you know it was it was fun to do it and i i'd do it again so yeah i do have that competitive i have to have i love the training and you've probably heard this before the people they i love the training but i can't really train i do better training if i have a goal if right. I have a carrot out there, okay, I've got, I've got this this race in four weeks or something, or I have something that I'm building to. I, I kind of, I'm the kind of person where I kind of need that. Like kind of that um, that goal oriented, um, to you know that focus of like this is the goal, so this is what I'm you know training for and and heading towards. Right, and this is and it's so you know just how how am I going to get there and and you know that's what I want to do so. I know a lot of people that are better runners than me have quit running way before they're 60. <laughs> but it's 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 fun, you know, the the people are great and it's just it's a good it's good it's such a mood enhancer and that's what I learned early in life I think is that the I learned that early in life that uh the running is a a mood enhancer and you talked about that Seb that you're not just out there when I was working, you know, if I had a problem or something and i'm sure you've had this experience you have a problem with either a person either it's either a person or a project or some kind of man you know you go running and you come back and it, it doesn't feel as bad you either figured out some other way to attack it or um you kind of come to peace with it or it's just yeah absolutely <laughs> i absolutely know that feeling it is uh it's wonderful you know I, I've, I've seen you know memes and other things like oh i'm just going to go ignore my problems and go run for an hour and you know that's that's not what it is at all it's it's just you know it, whether i'm thinking about whatever you know whatever might be bothering me or or whether i'm thinking about something else it's floating around in there and like you said there either another solution comes up or i find a way to be like okay that's really not that important right so true and I, I think that's because of that is is how i can see myself 
you know, doing this, you know, for such a long time and why I think, you know, I, I see, I look up at someone like you and like that, that must be part of what's helped you continue this for so long. It has, it definitely has having that goal. That's yeah. But knowing if you go for that run, you're going to, you know, even if it's the worst day ever, you're going to salvage part of that day by having a, a, a run. Or right. Workout. Right. You talked a little bit about the, you know, kind of the running community in, in town. You've obviously been a part of it for, for a while. You know, what does it mean to you? You know, this year, like you said, you've been able to get six races in right. after last year. I mean, there was <laughs> really nothing. Um, you know, what was it, what did it mean for you to get back and be able to, to have these goals again, to help you kind of focus on and to see the people that maybe you hadn't seen in, in a year. It, it meant a lot because it felt like getting back to some normalcy, you know, and just having that all taken away. And even, you know, last winter, I'm hoping we don't, we don't go back to that masking up outside and all that, but it, it just, it just seems so odd. And it just took all the, it seems like the, I don't know. I don't, I don't want this to sound like, but the, the one, the one fun thing I could count on was taken away, you know, it's like the, the, to be able to, to run and have a goal out there and have a race. And so it means a lot to come back together. I, I'm on the Albuquerque Roadrunners uh, club. And so I, this year I've done a couple of volunteer activities with them and I, I don't, I haven't gone to a lot of the workouts. I'm going to start doing that, but I think they are starting to get back together to do, to, to run together. Yeah. Uh, but, but the truth is I run a lot by myself. I do run a lot by myself. I did spend some time a few years back running with, there was a track group that ran up at Academy with, um, um, Salazar. I'd run with them, but, um, that kind of, I think that kind of, I think they moved on. So, yeah. I think that's great. And I, I'm glad you mentioned Albuquerque Roadrunners. They've been, they've been around forever. Um, they don't have quite the, the social media presence as, as some of our other local groups. Right. But uh, I think that they have done, I mean, they've, they've put on several races throughout the year uh, and, and they're, you know, super active in the, in the running community, even though it's not always necessarily talked about. <laughs> Right. They're kind of an age. They're an older bunch. We're an older bunch. So we, they had, I helped out at the women's distance festival they had earlier in the year. And then we cleaned up a section of the trail a couple of weeks ago. And of course they were always did the La Luz trail run, which we're hoping that comes back. I know you had Kurt on uh, a while back. I listened to that one too. So he probably filled you in on that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We talked a bit about that and I, I, I did join. So I get the newsletters and, and have been hearing, you know some of the work that they've continued to do to to try to bring that back and obviously hopeful for that because i had such a albuquerque staple oh yeah that was i love doing that one it's a great one exactly and just i mean it, yeah i mean just the, the the people that would come down for it the history of it i mean oh, there's yeah. just so much i i mean i i yeah i hope i hope that's that's something that i hope comes back and and that way I can jump back into it too. <laughs> yeah, I hope they can figure it out. Of course, we're lucky because we can always go over there and just run it. But uh, exactly. Um, you know, it's a nice event. Absolutely. You know, I uh I I really am in, in enjoying talking to you. And, you know, again, we focused a lot on kind of, you know, your journey and and trying these different things and, and being able to continue this you know, throughout, throughout your life. And so, you know, I guess if you had one piece of advice for, for a younger person or, or even an older person, you know, just, just getting into running now to try to, um, you know, keep this as something in, as a part of their life for a long time, you know, what, what would you say to them? I, I'd say, you know, be consistent and be patient. Be consistent with your training. Don't overdo it and be patient with yourself and knowing that sometimes you're going to go on a run and it's not going to feel good, but I guarantee if you keep doing it, you're going to have a good run where you're, you're going to feel great. And um, there's just not, there's not a downside to it. If 
you know, stay healthy and it's, it's for your, for your mind. It's just incredible. I love it. That's perfect. Patience, consistency, keep it rolling. Awesome. You know, I, I do want to ask since, since you uh, said you kind of always like to have these goals, do you have another race set up that you're, you know, I, I don't have one. I need, I, I haven't, I've seen some come across that are going to be at the end of the year and stuff, but I don't, I don't have anything yet. I'm going to, I want, I think in, I'd like to go to the senior Olympics in when I'm 65 this next year, because you go to the other age bracket, right? <laughs> and you think it's, so I'd like to do that as a, as a bigger goal, go to one of those national events at the 60, when I'm 65, I just turned 64. And, but I think I want to focus on, you know, getting, getting, I haven't broken. It's been like three years since I've gone under uh, 20. It was like 1957, 1956. So I'm hoping uh, to get under 20 in the 5k. That's kind of, that would be it. Maybe run a couple 10Ks, but uh, be healthy and shoot for, um, I don't have a goal. I don't have a race picked out in the next few months. So I'm just, but, but the, down the road, I want to do that, uh, the Senior Olympics in them when I'm 65. That's awesome. I think that's a great goal. And obviously I'll be rooting for you and, and cheering <laughs> you on. And hopefully I'll see you at, at some more, you know, working out or some of these yeah. races to, to check in on you. So, um, and I mean, like I said, I mean, 2001 that's right there so <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was yeah i was i was joking with long but it was it was good i i was i improved the three times i ran three five case I, I i improved every time so i got closer to that 20 so that's good that's awesome and i mean the, the shoes you, didn't help the shoes didn't help that much Seb, just so you know <laughs> <laughs> you could have told me that right <laughs> I, I, it, you know, those super shoes, uh, I, I ran a half marathon back in August and, um, you know, they, they work great, but once your legs are tired, they're still your legs and the shoes can right. only do so much. <laughs> well, I had the, I, I was trying, I have the Brooks cause they're wider. So right. <laughs> they feel fast, but you're right. Once those legs fill up, that's yeah. Always going to be the limiting factor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, again, th this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed connecting with you and being able to talk with you. And I'm really glad that I that I ran into you. Like I said, I mean, back in the summer and 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 all of this. Like uh, the running community here is just so amazing because you can do that. I can just stop a person working out and have a conversation about running, and it's it's amazing. It's, it's just, there's nothing else like it. And you do a great job on your podcast. I try to catch a lot of them and um, it's inspiring to hear what people are doing. Well, thank you. Um, you know, the last question I ask everybody, and that is, uh, what are you listening to, to get you up, get you going, get you ready to break 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for the, you know, I don't, I don't run with music. I don't run with music. I don't ride with music, but I think you're going to, I'll be honest, you're going to catch me listening to old rock and roll. I'll be listening to the who, if I really want to get pumped up, I listen to the Ramones, uh, the birds, and then to calm down afterwards, maybe the grateful dead. <laughs> That's, I mean, I've had all of those on mixes. So I, I love the who I, I grew up listening to, to them through my dad and, um the ramones i've just yeah i love the ramones <laughs> so that's and and grateful dead yeah that's i mean that's great chill music so that's yeah. awesome that's great uh like i said this has been a lot of fun i, I really so. appreciate your time is there anything else you'd like to say before i let you go no just uh thank you for having me and everyone you know keep running stay positive and Let's care about each other. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him 
on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.